Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's also some curious kind of love stories. Some are sweet and sentimental. Some are brutal. I like to think of it as like, maybe like not only like a daytime soap opera on steroids, but like steroids that have gone too far for too long. If someone's like having a roid rage, <laughs> a soap opera on a roid rage. That's what Yellowstone is, I think. Hello, y'all. You're listening to the Dutton Rules Podcast. If you've been hanging out with us for a while, welcome back. You've been with us through 1883, 1923, Yellowstone, and we are back, baby. And a fun little caveat to all this, and Billy Dukes is um, coming to join me, but... Originally, we just had audio. And if you've been itching, like I like to some of my favorite podcasts, I'm like, who are the people behind these voices? Well, we are now also on YouTube. So you can catch Billy and I just smiling at you. <laughs> and hopefully we live up to the voices or the, I guess the faces behind the voices. But just real quick before we jump in, we would so appreciate you to subscribe to review us, give us a rating. And actually on Spotify, if you see the little bell, if you click that, anytime that we launch an episode, you get notified. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Yes, I'm biased, but also love this podcast. So without further ado, let's bring in Billy Dukes. Billy, hey. Hello, Addison. <laughs> that is, that's the greeting that I <laughs> I always look forward to. Always appreciate it. I'm pumped. Wonderful. Wonderful job on the introduction. Thank you. That was all off the cuff. Sometimes mm -hmm. that works for me. Sometimes that doesn't. But I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Week to week, I am totally going to try to throw you off your game there. I'm going to try to distract <laughs> the heck out of you during that. So well, be warned. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm braced, Billy. I'm bra I think even just like co-working together, I'm, I'm braced for whatever you might throw at me. Uh, are we going to start with... A question, a trivia question this episode, slash should we let fans know? This is like your bread and butter. So I'm going to let you explain what the trivia question thing is if people are just now tuning in to our podcast. It's quite the it's quite the time, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we always try to make this podcast not just a, a conversation between us, but we try to include uh, people who are listening as much as possible. And so throughout the podcast and at the end of episodes, we'll include a lot of fan questions or comments. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you've made some great points in emails or the, the comment section of the podcast or on YouTube, brought up some things that we didn't think of. So we include those at the end. Obviously, we haven't had any new episodes of Yellowstone yet, so we're not going to have any of those today. But we do always have a trivia question. And we'll start off the episode with um, if there is a previous week's trivia question, giving that answer. But at, and giving a new question for the for the next week for you to answer. And the way this works is if you're the first person with the right answer, you kind of just get loved on. We used to do it where people like, you know, could kind of game it and kind of make me do or say silly things. And if that's your thing, if you want to kind of push me around, I'm totally here for it. Um, you know, say, hey, Billy, you got to bark like a dog 10 times throughout the episode or something like that. You know, I'll take that penalty. 
But for now, we'll just sort of love on you in a, would you say a pretty unique way? Like our, our brand of that? I, I'd agree. I'd say the Billy's affirmations for whoever gets the trivia question right, like I personally feel like I can run through a brick wall. So yeah. if anything, listen to this podcast for like potential affirmation. It's a little <laughs> halftime speechy, I think, you know, yeah. that's what I aim yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, staff at tasteofcountry.com. That's the email address. That's how you uh, submit the proper questions and mm-hmm. anything else you want to say to us throughout the way. Um, and I do have, a, I think, a really good trivia question for this week hit me billy let's do this okay um i lost there it is all right james jordan who longtime fans of yellowstone know as agent hendon on yellowstone he's one of the bunkhouse boys but he also is part of the livestock commission through the first four seasons Uh, he is sort of a taylor sheridan favorite he's been on a lot of different taylor sheridan programs like the mayor of kingston he played Cookie on 1883, and he is actually one of Cookie. Cookie was fantastic. He's one of four actors from a Taylor Sheridan drama to star in Lioness, which is the new show on Paramount Plus, totally unrelated to Yellowstone. and stars Nicole Kidman, Zoe Salanda. Great show. The trivia question today is name two of the other three Taylor Sheridan veterans to appear in Lioness. And I'll tell you that one of them is from Yellowstone. I got nothing, but I am pumped to learn the answer next episode. There's one that if someone gets, I am going to just go over the moon because it's like a kind of a small part (laughs) and you've got to be really, really on your game. Uh, Major role in Lioness, but her connection to um, the other show is a little bit vague. Billy will show up at your house. Which don't forget, staff at tasteofcountry.com. If you know the answer, go on, type away, let us know. First person gets a wonderful affirmation and maybe a maybe more than Billy might show a trick or two. I don't know. He's really pumped about the second actor or actress. I'll show up with I'm gonna get arts and crafty and, and put like a banner <laughs> on your garage. Like, way to go, Tammy in Chesterfield, North Dakota. Yeah. Know, whatever it takes. <laughs> What I also love about the, yes, the trivia question, but the fact that this is going to be a video element, y'all can also leave comments mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. We can, we can chit chat where you guys yep. don't always necessarily see the emails, but also feel free to email us. Don't don't stop at the emails. Billy specifically really, really loves reading through them. And I mean, we read through all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I try to get back to as many as possible. Um uh, and uh, that's it's an ongoing conversation throughout the season. So this podcast uh, next in coming weeks, we're going to have more episode recaps and kind of getting into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. and maybe answering some questions that you had about the episode you just watched of Yellowstone. Um, but we'll also sort of preview what's coming up next, not only with Yellowstone season one, as, as it may be, but some of the other Taylor Sheridan shows. And then whenever season five comes back, we'll um, pivot to that as well. Circle back. And just kind of catching people up of, you know, why why are we starting with season one yeah. again, you know, recapping all this. Billy, explain what is happening with, you know, CBS. You can watch it also on Peacock. Like, what is happening and why are we recapping season one? Okay, so because of the writer's strikes and the actor's strike, CBS had a programming void. So what they decided to do was take – Season one of Yellowstone, which is a Paramount property, Paramount and CBS, same company. 
and they put season one on CBS, which they're totally allowed to do. So all these CBS episodes aired in like, I think, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, the confusing part is if you want to stream seasons one through four of Yellowstone, you have to do it on Peacock, which is an NBC property. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. It's really too confusing. Just know that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the above our gonna, pay grade. <laughs> it's It's weird. But we're going to get seasons at least, I think, all of season one, which is nine episodes on CBS. And then from there, who knows? They could pivot into CV, uh, season two, season three, season four. It's a really good opportunity for people who maybe didn't subscribe for cable or weren't able to watch Yellowstone and want to know what the hype is and didn't want to pay for it. Now you can do it for free right there on broadcast television every Sunday for as long as this lasts. And what I'm personally excited for, so those who've been following us for a while now know this dynamic, but Billy is like, he has lived, breathed, eaten Yellowstone. I started when we started the podcast, aka what, season four? And so for me, I'm watching season one literally with fresh eyes. So I'm going to come into these episodes like truly a novice of this was my first time watching where Billy kind of, you know, gets the other side that you guys are coming on. You've already watched all the seasons. So I'm personally pumped for that and kind of like that dynamic. Um, so know that if you have not watched Yellowstone before, you you can easily jump in on this podcast. I think the challenge for us is going to be Uh, approaching this in a way that not only satisfies people who are watching these episodes for a second or third time, but also make sure that people who have come to this podcast for the very first time and are just now watching season one, those people Mm. kind of feel included. And I'm going to be really intentional about finding ways to do that. I want to kind of wrap my arms around everybody. So there's a little bit of insidery stuff for the repeats, but also like in a few seconds here, we're going to go over some nuts and bolts about like who is Beth, who is Jamie, who is Lee. Um, We won't spend too much time on that, but that's important as well, I think. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Do we want to Let's jump right okay. into just the, the main characters? Yeah. So real quick, the scheduling and how this is going to work on CBS. Uh, this coming Sunday, September 17th, episode one for sure is going to air on CBS starting around 830 Eastern time. That's kind of kind of depend on how long football lasts. And it's a two hour block, 830 to 1030 Eastern time. I think what we're going to get might just be episode one. Now, previously I had said we're going to get episode one and two, but episode one of Yellowstone is like 90 minutes long. It's long. (laughs) Yeah, it's big. So like without commercial, and that's without commercials. So like with commercials, that's two hours of TV right there. Mm -hmm. So like if they're going to somehow try to do episode one and two, like they would have to boil episode down. I mean, episode one would be a highlight package. You would, you just couldn't get it all. So I think more than likely we're just going to get episode one on Sunday. But that's not confirmed. And what is this going to look like, Billy? I mean, if anyone's ever watched Yellowstone, it can get pretty spicy for lack of a better word. How are we going to – how is this going to air on CBS? Do we know? 
Well, you're basically you're asking, what are they going to do with Beth? Exactly. Kind of. All right. Well, <laughs> let's quick get into like the nuts and bolts and like the recap, and then we'll okay. address that if that's okay. Cool. So, quick yeah. summary for like the noobs, the rooks. Welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, Yellowstone is a Western drama, maybe a little bit of a soap opera that kind of zooms in on the Dutton family's pretty ruthless fight to protect a sprawling Yellowstone ranch. It's in Montana, kind of near Billings. Um, it involves government agents. There's a lot of really authentic cowboying happening that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, a fair amount of murder, some dead animals. Um, that's where a lot of the gore is. There's also some curious kind of love stories. Some are sweet and sentimental. Some are brutal, maybe is the best way to describe that. Um, I like to think of it as like maybe like not only like a daytime soap opera on steroids, but like steroids that have gone too far for too long. If someone's like (laughs) having a roid rage, a soap opera on a roid rage, that's what Yellowstone is, I think. Well, and I think what's adds just another layer is it's not just like, you know, they're bumming out on a ranch. Like this is a very nice ranch. They're on, you know, they have their own private helicopters like this. The Dutton family is incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Well, we're led to believe they are. Their finances certainly become a part of the plot line in future episodes and seasons, but they may be, I mean, they are land rich. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Um, I don't know if they're cash rich, but they are definitely land rich because this ranch is, it's huge. It's, it's, it's enormous. Um, you know, the size of a small country. <laughs> I think you could say. I think, say. isn't it, they said the size of Rhode Island. Okay. Don't quote me. I'll buy that. that. But I, I'm pretty. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was like, I Very, that's I mean, what big. I read. Yeah. Well, we just casually threw out the name Beth. So let's mm-hmm. walk through who. Who are the Duttons? Let's start with John Dutton. All right, John Dutton, Kevin Costner. We know him. He is the dad. He's the patriarch of the family. Um, He's in charge. It's his ranch currently. That one's easy. Um, John has four kids. Lee is his oldest child and followed by Jamie, Beth, and Casey Dutton. Casey Dutton's the youngest. You'll see he currently lives off the ranch and has a wife named Monica and a young Mm -hmm. son named Tate. Long-time viewers are going to remember how cute Tate was back some four or five years ago because he was cute as a button. Monica tends to appear in some sort of straight of state of undress for many of these episodes. Um, she's rarely wearing all of her clothes, which is <laughs> a curious decision, but it is. Which, which is also so funny because I know Monica like season four Monica and season four mm. Monica is just like a different Monica. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of jarring. <laughs> she's much more empowered um, early on. She was kind of eye candy. I don't hate to reduce her to that, but she kind of was like, that's why she was there early on because the acting wasn't fantastic. But that's another rant for another day. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just spend that. Uh-huh. And, and then and beyond this... like the prince principles, you have like the villains and, and some of these you're meeting for the first time. You knew Chief Rainwater, but you never met Dan Jenkins. No. No, yeah, that's a whole, but it also makes sense because obviously, you know, I jump in at season four. I kind of know, I mean, you've been spouting off names, but I've never put a physical, like it, it. it's starting to make sense of, you know, what I started at and now what I'm reversing to, I'm going, oh, okay, this is kind of when things got feisty. Um, yeah. Like I can see a little bit more the root of it. 
Chief Rainwater is played by Gil Birmingham, and it's uh, Thomas Rainwater is his name, and he's the newly elected chief of this Broken Rock Reservation. And he's a really important character because he, the interplay between the reservation, which I think probably represents the white man, and um, by, by the reservation, I'm sorry, the interplay between the Yellowstone Ranch, which I think represents the white man, mm -hmm. and the reservation, and that's a really central plot point, not only for Yellowstone, but all the Taylor Sheridan dramas. Um, well, fewer so now, but like 1883, 1923, he's done movies about right. this. Like they all sort of rely on that sort of interplay. And he's really sensitive to the plight of Native Americans. Like mm -hmm. he really does his research. Um, he casts authentic Native people. Like it's it's really well done from that point so that their, their voice is heard. That's a critical element to watch and understand throughout not just episode one, but all of Yellowstone. Yeah. I will say, and I'm not going to give it away now, but I did not know the, the drama slash story behind Lee, Monica's brother, and Casey Dutton. I'm just, I'm just going to put, put that there. We don't have to fully dive into that because that's obviously episode one, but I, I just, I had no clue. Yeah, the scene there really, um, it does, I mean, it sets up kind of how you think of, if you, you know, the later episodes. I mean, yeah. what happened in that scene really we're still dealing with in a lot of aspects. Yeah. So do we, uh, do we want to, is there anything specifically on episode one that we're wanting to? Well, you know, I think there, and, and I don't think this will spoil it. Okay, we're going to try really hard not to spoil anything that happens. Okay. <laughs> but, Where are we going, Billy? <laughs> I'm well, following, maybe. As I sort of rewatched again, I had to kind of notice like different quotes that really seemed like they could have come from episode or season one or season two, three or four. And the first one I think is like the beginning, like there's an opening scene that's pretty dramatic. And John looks across his cattle and says, the things we lose to keep you fed. And he's talking to his cattle. And that right yes. there is like, I mean, that's emblematic of the whole series, don't you think? I mean, like, that's what they're fighting for. They're doing all of this just to keep the dang cows fed. <laughs> so how's that a potential spoiler? Well, it's not, but it's it's speaking <laughs> okay, to... Okay, I was like, wait. <laughs> no, I'm safe so far, but it's speaking to something that happens. I didn't describe the scene too much. Uh, and, and there's another scene, too, where I think uh, Monica's grandfather, this man, his name is Felix. Um, he's telling Casey, who, remember, is John Dutton's youngest son, essentially why he needs to leave the reservation. And it's this whole battle about J Casey's identity. Like, he identifies and he's really good to the Native American reservation. He's married to Monica, who is uh, a Native American. But he is also related to John Dutton, who is... Mm -hmm. uh, runs the Yellowstone Ranch. So like his conflict, he's still dealing with that in very real ways throughout this series. You know what re-sharing re these episodes really does is, and I don't know if you want to get into this um, Spasa topic next, but what this does is it makes, it keeps Kevin Costner relevant. Not that he's about to be not relevant, but it like, it keeps him alive and just still in the universe since season five, 
part two or whatever you want to call it. Do we want to dive into – do you see yeah. kind of what I'm saying? Like it's an interesting – like it's still – it's giving him clout and revelance. Um, I hadn't thought about that. But in a way, he's the biggest winner from this show coming to CBS because uh-huh. as has made news over the last year, he's exiting Yellowstone. Like he may not return for any more future episodes and season five part A could be it for him. But here we are now. He's got this whole new audience. So people who had mm-hmm. forgot about Kevin Costner after like, I don't know, um, uh, Waterworld or A Field of Dreams, you know, and then didn't watch Yellowstone. Now they're picking up on him again. So, yeah, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good point. It kind of makes it even sadder that he's not returning, I think. That whole, I definitely did a a deep dive into the Kevin Costner. I mean, we've talked about it for a while of not coming back to Yellowstone, but where he's at now, uh, potentially going to court trying to claim money that he believes he still owed in his contract. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, what do, you, what do you think? What do you think on that? You know, part of me is like, Bro, you're already making so much money. Like, really? Come on. Like, I don't know. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, it's all relative. Like, you know, for him, that's $12 million each half of season five. You know, it's like, it's chum change to him, but it's still like, I don't know. It's a business is what I'm trying to say. So I could see from a business standpoint of like, well, no, this is, you know, there's less emotion tied into it. Where I think I naturally take a little bit more of the emotion side of like, dude, you've been at it for so long. Like you've made these relationships. Because of your show, it is like not going to happen that you're going to stay in it. So are you really going to nickel and dime these people? But it's a business at the end of the day. Well, there seems to be a lot of elements involved. So we're getting all this from Kevin had to testify as part of his divorce and yes. talk a little bit about his money. And essentially what he's trying to do is lower how much he has to pay in child support because he's like, look, I'm not going to make that much money in 2024 because I'm not getting paid $12 million from these Yellowstone people. Through all of that, he kind of got into the weeds about how this whole breakdown happened where I think essentially he said he was in for season five, part one. He even moved his schedule for this movie called Horizon he's working around. Mm-hmm. He even moved that schedule around, which is a huge deal. Um, but then they're like, okay, well, it's time for part B. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to keep moving things around. There's no scripts. Yeah. What are we doing here? That combined with maybe some creative arguments. Um, they were talking to him about a season six or even a season seven. And he was open-minded about it, but they tried to offer him mm-hmm. less money than season four or season five. So eventually he just said he's not going to do it for this. And then maybe... Yellowstone walked away first. I'm still not clear on who walked away first. What are your thoughts, Billy? Are you pro Kevin Costner's journey on this? Or are you kind of like, uh, we waffle? I, I don't know if I'm taking a side as much as I'm like, okay, here's a guy who's probably going to need some money pretty soon. He's getting a really expensive divorce. He's got this really expensive money movie. Hey, he's got a lot of expenses. You can't, you I know can't see me past my microphone. I'm like, Billy, he needs money. Put yourself in his shoes, though. Like, he's got all these expenses. He might be feeling like he's a little bit pinched in his sort of way. Uh, but hear me out. And you got Paramount, who would make a lot of money by producing season six and season seven of Yellowstone. Like, I feel like there's still a path where he doesn't, this doesn't have to end with season five, part B. Like, why can't it continue? He kind of wants to do it if you can work out the time and give him his $12, $13 million. Paramount can make a 
bunch of money off of it. Like, why can't this happen? They need a marriage counselor is what they need. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Bill, I think you just signed yourself up for that. <laughs> Here's how this is going to work. <laughs> it wouldn't be you, though, because you just sit there and go, well, come <laughs> on, I roll like the whole time at Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, I could steal a million and you would have no clue. <laughs> you have you have no sympathetic to the rich man. <laughs> you, I know, clearly not. I might, I might need to go work on that after this. <laughs> oh, man. Too good. Do you want to so, talk about... Yeah, are we going to move on to the other Taylor Sheridan projects now? Because there's a couple of them here as we sort of pivot away from Yellowstone oh. a little bit. Uh, a couple of them. I just have I have one on my docket, but are we talking about also well, do we want to start by talking about Bass Reeves? Yeah, well, I mean Linus and Bass Reeves are the two things that are new from Taylor Sheridan that people can watch now. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on Linus. I just wanted I mean, I watched season one of Linus. It is totally different from like the Western style of programming. It might okay. be like I loved eighteen eighty three. To me, that's the best thing Sh- Taylor Sheridan has done. I know it's not yours, but that's where I put it. Linus is maybe like number two. Like it's right there. To me, it's better than 1923. It's better than Tulsa King, which I also loved. And it's better than uh, almost every season of Yellowstone, I would probably say. A a really well done show that doesn't, you know, Yellowstone, you watch it and there's so many like side roads, scenic drives. Yes. And sometimes some threads that don't tie up. Linus doesn't have any of that. It's like, it's clear, it's clean, it's to the point. It's hard hitting. There's a little bit of interpersonal drama um, Hmm. and some family stuff that like hits you in the heart, but like it doesn't get distracted on those sort of dirt roads. Like it's a really, really good show. You know, I think that's why we differ because 1883 is also kind of for the most part pretty straightforward where I'm realizing as you're saying this, I think that's why I liked 1923. And even, I mean, it, it reminds me of this has, this is not a Taylor Sheridan, it's Amazon Prime, but Summer I Turn Pretty is very, like, it kind of leaves you, leaves you hanging and you might not even, we might not tie up this rope, but I think I'm here for it. I just said, thank you, Billy, for the epiphany. I don't know that I can take Summer I Turn Pretty seriously. I have no idea what it's about, but it's called The Summer I Turn Pretty. And you're like, yeah, Yellowstone's a little bit like the summer I turned pretty, which to me sounds like something from like uh, Sweet Valley High, like high school girls, like the coming of life story. That does not sound the same to me. (laughs) Oh, it's 1000% teen drama, but I know at least one person listening to this podcast, you're going to deeply relate. Staff at tasteofcountry.com. I want to hear about, I want to hear from that one person who is here with Addison. Please. Uh, <laughs> it's a great show. That's all I'm going to say. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The other thing that's happening, obviously, is Bass Reeves. Lawman Bass mm-hmm. Reeves is what the title they finally settled on. And I, I guess set up a little bit your understanding of the show and 
And then maybe we can kind of talk about how this has sort of evolved because originally it was it was like a spinoff of 1883, but now I don't think that's an accurate summarization. Oh, I actually didn't realize it was – I definitely would not say it's a like branch off of 1883. So what it is, it's all about David – I mean, sorry, David Oleo plays Bass Reeves. Is that how you – did I completely just butcher that last name? The reason oh, yeah. I asked oh. you to spin it off is because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. So I thought I'd get, here you oh, give it a try. I'm going oh, with, oh, whoa. I'm going with Oilowo. Oilowo. That's how I'm going. David Oilowo. Well, he plays Bass Reeves, yes. And also do not come for us in the comments of, I we will figure out how to say his last name. We'll, we'll but. get there. Gave, we gave it the best try, respectfully. Um, he he plays Bass Reeves, who is the first black U.S. marshal west of the Mississippi. So what I was reading is he was in the territory of like Arkansas and Mississippi. Um, and it's the journey of, um, you know, his rise from enslavement to law enforcement and kind of during all of this, like – his how his position affects you know his family um and all of the above and uh, to me it's it's definitely not a spinoff of 1883 like this seems like a independent story which is really like i genuinely am really it excited for it the first two episodes will air november 5th i think if i That's read right. that correctly yep november 5th on paramount plus mhm um yeah i'm it'll be Interesting, but I definitely don't think it's – nothing that I've read up on it seems to stem from 1883. Well, I, I think you're right. The reason I said it was is because at the time, like after 1883 ended, we heard mm -hmm. that we were going to get a few more episodes of 1883. There would be like this special sort of season two. It would be a shortened season two, and we thought we'd get like four bonus episodes. But I think what was actually happening was – Taylor, like Paramount realized that 1883 wasn't going to have a season two. Taylor realized that he didn't make that clear. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll do um, some more episodes. <laughs> and, and then over time, that evolved into this Bass Reeves program, which the only, the only similarity is it's set in like the South and it's set in about 1883, similar year, late 19th century. But didn't we know that 1883 wasn't going anywhere after Tim McGraw in an interview said? I don't think it was with us, but... Um that he that they were essentially done like he wasn't coming back paramount didn't apparently <laughs> apparently is a thing <laughs> okay so yeah that's a little the, the one thing i have a little issue with this bass reeves show is i mean i've watched i watch a lot of paramount plus because i watch a lot of ghosts and i was watching blue bloods all these shows on paramount plus and i would always see this trailer and every time i would see the same line from bass um bass reeves and your wicked days are done and like over and over oh, again, it, it was like a characterization of like a what a like a, a Western law. I'm Bass Reeves, <laughs> and your wicked days are done. Billy, you sound like a character from you know when you're about to ride like in in Disney World, like a ride, and the character comes, and it's a constant loop of the same statement. Mm -hmm. That's what you sounded like. Well, that's what the, that's what this thing sounded. And now I saw the expanded trailer, and you get a little bit more dialogue, but he like says everything in like that same like super matter of fact like no compromise kind of way like if bass reeves went up to the the mcdonald's to order he'd be like i want a big mac combo meal 
medium size Diet Coke. Kind of reminds, <laughs> reminds me of Sam Elliott a little bit, his character. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just hoping that the Bastard's character isn't that flat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Bass in the house. You know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't be like that, but he could just be a little bit more fr- like it maybe has a softer side that his wife brings out of him. Will we be covering that on the podcast or should we just should we just pin that for another another day? I'm going to watch it and and kind of, you know, I think that's a good question for our audience because mm-hmm. I want to be careful not to try to cover like get into a situation where we need to cover like three, four, five shows in like totally. one of these podcast totally. episodes. Like Yellowstone's yeah. our bread and butter. Um, when we started covering 1923 in depth, we kind of waited for people to tell us that we should in some sort of way. So like either you can email us and tell us how you feel about it and you want some questions answered or, or coverage and we'll do it. I plan on watching, um, but how deep into it we'll get. I'm going to wait to see how good the show is and to see what kind of the response is to it, I guess. I'm about to say something that I might open up some floodgates here, but because I'm interested, staff at tasteofcountry.com or on the video portion on YouTube of this podcast, let us know why you enjoy listening to our podcast. Like what about it that you like? What about it that you're like, man, wish you that you covered more of? Um, Like Billy said, like, yes, we're talking, but this is definitely an inclusive like half the fun of this podcast is because we involve the fans. So definitely, definitely interested in feedback. Yeah. I mean, and this is the point in the podcast where next week we'll take fan questions, comments and such and answer those. Mm-hmm. So um, you can look forward to that. Um, and I'm excited to see what people think on YouTube as well. You know, this is, we yeah. generally haven't done 35 minute long videos on YouTube. So this is an experiment. We'll see. In a way mm-hmm. I know I, I said in, <laughs> to be determined. Well, what I was going to say is I told you y'all that you can rate, review, f- subscribe on Spotify, also follow on Apple Podcasts, but on YouTube, go on and hit that subscribe button and the notifications button because that's how you'll be notified about our videos. Very well done. Anything Thank else? You, Billy. <laughs> no, but I'm excited for our closeout. I mean, yeah. not not excited like I've been waiting for the closeout, but because we always change it up every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have something lined up. I don't, I don't have much else to say. We'll see you next Monday. I look forward to watching it on Sunday. And now Addison. Oh, my gosh. I literally just forgot our own podcast name. Billy, we hype me up way too much. Jet rules. Yellowstone. I guess originally we said Yellowstone 1923 podcast, but I guess just Dutton Rules podcast is another dandy Town Square Media podcast. Thanks for listening, y'all. See ya. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.